Section 79 of London Labour and the London Poor, Volume 2, by Henry Mayhew. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Of the Working Flushermen When the system of sewer cleansing first became general, as I have detailed, the number of flushermen employed, I am assured, on good authority, was about 500. The sewers were, when this process was first resorted to, full of deposit, often what might be called coagulated deposit, which could not be affected except by constantly repeated efforts. There are now only about 100 flushermen, for the more regularly flushing is repeated, the easier becomes the operation. Until about 18 months ago, the flushermen were employed directly by the court of sewers, and were paid, in Mr. Rowe's time, one man said with a sigh, from 24 shillings to 27 shillings a week. Now the work is all done by contract. There are some six or seven contractors, all builders, who undertake or are responsible for the whole work of flushing in the metropolitan districts. I do not speak of the city. And they pay the working flushermen 21 shillings a week and the gangers 22 shillings. This wage is always paid in money, without drawbacks and without the intervention of any other middleman than the contractor middleman. The flushermen have no perquisites except what they may chance to find in a sewer. Their time of labour is six and a half hours daily. The state of the tide, however, sometimes, as a matter of course, compels a flushermen to work at every hour of the day and night. At all times they carry lights, common oil lamps, with cotton wicks. Only the inspectors carry Davy's safety lamp. I met no man who could assign any reason for this distinction, except that the Davy gave such a bad light. The flushermen wear, when at work, strong blue overcoats, waterproofed, but not so much as used to be the case, the men then complaining of the perspiration induced by them, buttoned close over the chest, and descending almost to the knees, where it is met by huge leather boots, covering a part of the thigh, such as are worn by the fishermen on many of our coasts. Their hats are fan-tailed like the dustmen's. The flushermen are well-conducted men generally, and for the most part fine stalwart good-looking specimens of the English labourer. Were they not known or believed to be temperate, they would not be employed. They have, as a body, no benefit or sick clubs, but a third of them, I was told, or perhaps nearly a third, were members of general benefit societies. I found several intelligent men among them. They are engaged by the contractors upon whom they call to solicit work. Since Mr. Rowe's time, and Mr. Rowe is evidently the popular man among the flushermen, or somewhat less than four years ago, the flushermen have had to provide their own dresses, and even their own shovels, to stir up the deposit. To contractors, the comforts or health of the labouring men must necessarily be a secondary consideration to the realisation of a profit. New men can always be found. Safe investments cannot. The wages of the flushermen, therefore, have been not only decreased, but their expenses increased. A pair of flushing boots, covering a part of the thigh, similar to those worn by seaside fishermen, costs 30 shillings as a low price, and a flusherman wears out three pairs in two years. Boot stockings cost two shillings sixpence. The jacket worn by the men at their work in the sewers, in the shape of a pilot jacket, but fitting less loosely, 
is seven shillings sixpence. A blue smock, of coarse common cloth generally, worn over the dress, costs two shillings sixpence. A shovel is two shillings sixpence. Aye, sir, said one man, who was greatly dissatisfied with this change. They'll make soldiers find their own regimentals next, and maybe their own guns, "'acause they can always get rucks of men for soldiers or labourers. "'I know there's plenty would work for less than we get, but what of that? "'There always is. "'There's hundreds would do the work for half what the surveyors and inspectors get, "'but it's all right among the knobs.' "'Nor is the labour of the flushermen at all times so easy "'or of such circumscribed hours as I have stated it to be "'in the regular way of flushing. "'When small branch sewers have to be flushed, the deposit must first be loosened, or the water, instead of sweeping it away, would flow over it, and in many of these sewers, most frequent in the tower hamlets, the height is not more than three feet. Some of the flushermen are tall, bulky, strong fellows, and cannot stand upright in less than from five feet eight inches to six feet, and in loosening the deposit in low narrow sewers, we go to work, said one of them, on our bellies, like frogs, with a rake between our legs. I've been blinded by steam in such sewers near Whitechapel Church from the brewhouses. I couldn't see for steam. It was a regular London fog. You must get out again into the main sewer on your belly. That's what makes it harder about the togs. They get worn so. The division of labour among the flushermen appears to be as follows. The inspector whose duty it is to go round the several sewers and see which require to be flushed. The ganger, or head of the working gang, who receives his orders from the inspector and directs the men accordingly. The lock-keeper, or man who goes round to the sewers which are about to be flushed and fixes the penstocks for retaining the water. The gang, which consists of from three to four men who loosen the deposit from the bottom of the sewer. Among these there is generally a forward man, whose duty it is to remove the penstocks. The ganger gets one shilling a week over and above the wages of the men. Table showing the districts under the management of the commissioners of sewers, also the number and salaries of the clerks of the works, assistant clerks of the works, and inspectors of flushing, paid by the commissioners, and the number and wages paid to the flushermen by the general contractors. Fulham and Hammersmith, Counters Creek and Ranelagh Districts Paid by the Commissioners of Sewers Clerks of Works 3 Annual Salary of the Whole £450 Assistant Clerks of Works Note, these officers are paid only during the period of service and are chiefly engaged on special works. The corresponding officers for London are under the City Commissioners. End note Assistant Clerks of Works, 4. Rate of Annual Salary, £400. Inspectors of Flushings, 1. Annual Salary of the Whole, £120. Flap and Sluice Keepers, none. Aggregate Total, £970. Paid by Contractors, Gangers, 2. Weekly Wage of Each, 22 shillings. Flushers, 13. Weekly Wage of Each, 21 shillings. Aggregate total, 824 pounds, 4 shillings. Westminster Sewers, Western Division, Eastern Division, Regent Street District, Holborn Division. Paid by the Commissioners of Sewers, Clerks of Works, 4. 
annual salary of the whole, £600. Assistant clerks of works, 3. Rate of annual salary, £300. Inspectors of flushings, 1. Annual salary of the whole, £80. Flap and sluice keepers, 6. Yearly wages of the whole, £390. Aggregate total, £1,370. Paid by contractors, gangers, 3. Weekly wage of each, 22 shillings. Flushers, 30. Weekly wage of each, 21 shillings. Aggregate total, £1,809.12. Finsbury Division, Tower Hamlets, Levels and Poplar and Blackwall Districts. Paid by the Commissioners of Sewers. Clerks of Works, 3. Annual salary of the whole, £450. Assistant Clerks of Works, 2. Rate of annual salary, £200. Inspectors of Flushings, 3. Annual salary of the whole, £280. Flap and Sluice Keepers, 1. Yearly wages of the whole, £70. Aggregate total, £1,000. Paid by contractors, gangers, 3. Weekly wage of each, 22 shillings. Flushers, 27. Weekly wage of each, 21 shillings. Aggregate total, £1,645.16. shillings. District South of the Thames. Paid by the Commissioners of Sewers. Clerks of Works, 3. Annual salary of the whole, £450. Assistant Clerks of Works, 6. Rate of annual salary, £600. Inspectors of Flushings, 4. Annual salary of the whole, £320. Flap and Sluice Keepers, 12. Yearly wages of the whole, £374. Aggregate total, £1,744. Paid by contractors, gangers, 2. Weekly wage of each, 22 shillings. Flushers, 22. Weekly wage of each, 21 shillings. Aggregate total, £1,315.12. shillings. Total, paid by the Commissioners of Sewers. Clerks of Works, 13. Annual salary of the whole, £1,950. Assistant Clerks of Works, 15. Rate of annual salary, £1,500. Inspectors of Flushings, 9. Annual salary of the whole, £800. Flap and Sluice Keepers, 19. Yearly wages of the whole, £834. Aggregate total, £5,084. Paid by contractors, gangers, 10. Flushers, 22. Aggregate total, £5,595.04. City, paid by the Commissioners of Sewers, Inspectors of Flushings, 1. Annual salary of the whole, £80. Flap and Sluice Keepers, 3. Yearly wages of the whole, £148. Aggregate total, £228. Paid by contractors, gangers, 1. Weekly wage of each, 22 shillings. Flushers, 9. Weekly wage of each, 21 shillings. Aggregate total, £548, 12 shillings. The above division of districts is the one adopted by the commissioners of sewers, but the districts of the flushermen are more numerous than those above given, being as follows. Fulham and Hammersmith employing one ganger and six flushermen. 
Counters Creek and Ranala districts employing one ganger and seven flushermen. This is the first district of commissioners. Westminster Western Division employing one ganger and ten flushermen. Westminster Eastern Division employing one ganger and twelve flushermen. And Holborn Division employing one ganger and eight flushermen. This is the second district of commissioners. Finsbury Division employing one ganger and nine flushermen. Tower Hamlets Levels employing one ganger and ten flushermen. And Poplar and Blackwall employing one ganger and eight flushermen. This is the third district of commissioners. District south of the Thames employing two gangers and 22 flushermen. This is the fourth district of commissioners. City employing one ganger and nine flushermen. Holborn and Finsbury districts are under one contractor, and so are the two divisions of Westminster. The same men who flush Holborn flush the Finsbury district also, 17 being the average number employed. But the Finsbury district requires rather more men than the Holborn, and the same men who work on the western division of Westminster flush also the eastern, the number of flushers in the western district being more on account of its being the larger division. The inspector receives £80 per annum. The table just given shows the number of clerks of the works, inspectors of flushing, flap and sluice keepers, gangers and flushermen employed in the several districts throughout the metropolis, as well as the salaries and wages of each and the whole. None of the flushermen can be said to have been brought up to the business, for boys are never employed in the sewers. Neither had the labourers been confined in their youth to any branch of trade in particular, which would appear to be consonant to such employment. There are now, among the flushermen, men who have been accustomed to all sorts of groundwork, tailors, potboys, painters, one jeweller, some time ago there was also one gentleman, and shoemakers. You see, sir, said one informant, many of such, like mechanics, can't live above ground, so they tries to get their bread underneath it. There used to be a great many pensioners, flushermen, which weren't right, said one man, when so many honest working men haven't a penny and don't know which way to turn themselves. But pensioners have often good friends and good interest. I don't hear any complaints that way now. Among the flushermen are some ten or twelve men who have been engaged in sewer work of one kind or another between twenty and thirty years. The cholera, I heard from several quarters, did not, in 1848, attack any of the flushermen. The answer to an inquiry on the subject generally was, not one that I know of. It is a somewhat singular circumstance, says Mr. Haywood, the city surveyor, in his report dated February 1850, that none of the men employed in the city sewers in flushing and cleansing have been attacked with, or have died of, cholera during the past year. This was also the case in 1832 to 1833. I do not state this to prove that the atmosphere of the sewers is not unhealthy. I by no means believe an impure atmosphere is healthy. But I state the naked fact, as it appears to me a somewhat singular circumstance, and leave it to pathologists to argue upon. I don't think flushing work disagrees with my husband, said a flusherman's wife to me, for he eats about as much again at that work as he did at the other. The smell underground is sometimes very bad, said the man, 
but then we generally take a drop of rum first, and something to eat. It wouldn't do to go into it on an empty stomach, cause it would get into our inside, but in some sewers there's scarcely any smell at all. Most of the men are healthy who are engaged in it, and when the cholera was about, many used to ask us how it was we escaped. The following statement contains the history of an individual flusherman. I was brought up to the sea, he said, and served on board a man of war, the racer, a sixteen-gun brig, laying off Cuba in the West Indies, and there away, watching the slavers. I served seven years. We were paid off in forty-three at Portsmouth, and a friend got me into the shores. It was a great change from the open sea to a closed shore. Great, and I didn't like it at all at first. But it suits a married man, as I am now, with a family much better than being a seaman, for a man aboard a ship can hardly do his children justice in their schooling and such like. Well, I didn't much admire going down the manhole at first. The manhole is a sort of iron trap-door that you unlock and pull up. It leads to a lot of steps, and so you get into the shore. But one soon gets accustomed to anything. I've been at flushing and shore work now since forty-three, all but eleven weeks, which was before I got engaged. We work in gangs from three to five men. Note, here I had an account of the process of flushing, such as I have given. End note. I've been carried off my feet sometimes in the flush of a shore. Why, today, note, a very rainy and windy day, February the 4th, end note. It came down Baker Street when we flushed it, four foot plumb. It would have done for a mill dam. One couldn't smoke or do anything. Oh yes, we can have a pipe and a chat now and then in the shore. The tobacco checks the smell. No, I can't say I felt the smell very bad when I first was in a shore. I've felt it worse since. I've been made innocent drunk-like in a shore by a drain from a distiller's. That happened to me first in Vine Street shore, St. Giles, from Mr. Ricketts' distillery. It came into the shore like steam. No, I can't say it tasted like gin when you breathed it, only intoxicating-like. It was the same in Whitechapel from Smith's distillery. One night I was forced to leave off there. The steam had such an effect. I was falling on my back when a mate caught me. The breweries have something of the same effect, but nothing like so strong as the distilleries. It comes into the shore from the brewers' places in steam. I've known such a steam followed by bushels of grains. Aye, sir, cartloads washed into the shore. Well, I never found anything in a shore worth picking up, but once a half-crown. That was in the Buckingham Palace sewer. Another time I found sixteen shillings sixpence, and thought that was a haul. But every bit of it, every coin, shillings and sixpences and joys, was bad, all smashers. Yes, of course it was a disappointment, naturally so. That happened in Brick Lane Shore, Whitechapel. Oh, somebody or other had got frightened, I suppose, and had shied the coins down into the drains. I found them just by the chapel there. A second man gave me the following account of his experience in flushing. You remember, sir, that great storm on the 1st of August, 1848. I was in three shores that fell in, Conduit Street and Forbert's Passage, Regent Street. There was then a risk of being drowned in the shores, but no lives were lost. All the house drains were blocked about Carnaby Market, that's the Forbert's Passage shore, and the poor people was what you might call houseless. We got in up to the neck in water in some places, cause we had to stoop, and knocked about the rubbish as well as we could, 
to give away to the water. The police put up barriers to prevent any carts or carriages going that way along the streets. No, there was no lives lost in the shores. One man was so overcome that he was falling off into a sort of sleep in Milford Lane shore, but was pulled out. I helped to pull him. He was as heavy as lead with one thing or another, wet and all that. Another time, six or seven year ago, Whitechapel High Street shore was almost choked with butcher's offal, and we had a great deal of trouble with it. End of section 79